what determines whether you be like in heaven if you'll go mm. to heaven or not is if you'll as in your heart will really enjoy being there <laughs> if you mm. best all it comes down to god's not gonna put anyone in heaven who won't really like truthfully and like enjoy heaven in the presence of those who will be in heaven in the presence of him hey everyone my name is kelvin your host thanks for joining us for another episode of elevate retake this is the last episode in our series righteousness by heart and i was joined by two guests one of them including of course our pastor michael gibson and we talked about the conclusion of this sermon series that was just such a blessing not only to me but i know to you as well we had a guest in studio and you'll meet her in just a little bit so here's the conversation hey everyone welcome back and uh this is kind of a a special but very sad episode for me because we are ending a series that was amazing that we could have spent oh boy a year or two years on uh on the sermon on the mount i hope we spend the rest of our lives sure it's a good point thanks for correcting (laughs) that to be esoteric (laughs) (laughs) yes the rest of our lives there's just so much when you read jesus words you can learn something new every single time which is unbelievable but the series has come to a close and um have a couple of guests in the studio. Well, one you've already heard plenty of times. So I'm just going to have the room introduce themselves from my left to my right. Go ahead, sir. Hey, everybody. I'm on the immediate left. My name is Michael Gibson, pastor for young adults at the Keene Church and this thing we call Elevate and uh, one of the early pioneers on Elevate Retake. And I'm part of the reason we do this every week. So That's right. my congratulations and condolences to those who prepare it and listen to it. Okay. I am... I do not know. I'm across them, I think. <laughs> you're the next left. Yeah, you're the next, you're next, the next left. Next left. Okay. Uh, I'm Beatrice Perula. I am on the lead team here at Elevate, and this is my second time on Elevate Retake. Nice. What do you do on the lead team? I what, I'm, I help with worship coordination yep. and sometimes sound and all that fun stuff. Make sure that he's behaving. Yes. <laughs> she does keep me in check. Uh, outfit checks, make sure that they... <laughs> oh, that's right. Outfit checks. That's a big deal around here. Well, Gotta he, make sure you match. Yeah, I get double checked. My wife checks me at home. Right. And then like... Whenever he does it without me Melissa though, or I'm like, oh. <laughs> if, he has, if he's wearing a good outfit, I'm like, did Melissa pick this? Did she? And he, it's, it usually is her. Yeah. At yeah, least there's a filtering process. Yes. So you're good. It's the moment you walk on stage, you don't have to worry. <laughs> yep. Um. So both of you being guests... In this episode, we ask our guests a question every time they are here. And so this time I'm going to start on my right, which I <laughs> guess is across currently how we're sitting here in the studio. What makes you who you are? This is a terribly hard question because <laughs> sometimes I don't know. But I'd say, you know, just like all the experiences I've gone through in my life, the good and the bad, I feel like I'm just a combination of what I've been through and um and com- like basically I think it's turned out good oh, okay I'm saying I'm telling myself I'm good okay I think that <laughs> I, um I think it's by God's grace that I am who I am today amen mm. yeah. I like that kind of good and the bad yeah like put together for for good what mm-hmm. the enemy meant for evil God used for good yeah I dig it I dig it is it my turn it is your turn sir yeah so um Last time I was in the podcast, I so eloquently said something along the lines of how running has defined me. Um, my lack of running has defined me for the past couple weeks, actually. 
Um, don't get old. I know I'm not old yet, but I am not as young as I used to be. And one of my knees uh, does not like hitting the pavement. And oh boy. So, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do with that. I'm I'm trying to to wrestle through, but I think to draw um, a uh, life thought from that is that I'm more than my failures, and I'm more of my I'm more than my past regrets. Um, they don't completely define me. So in my pursuit of health, um, it's what I'm deciding to do now in the future that will define, not what has come in the past. Love it. I guess if I had to change my answer from last week's episode or the weeks before, I uh, I heard a message recently about the 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 power of being alone with God, one on one. You know, it's great to be together and you know, do church and have group prayer and group this, but there's something special about being one-on-one with God. And uh, over the past couple of months, I feel like that has kind of helped me to define me who I am, I, the moments that I get to spend alone with God throughout mm-hmm. throughout my day. So mm-hmm. that's how I would answer the question for the last time this year. That's right. Yeah, we are coming down to the end of 2021. That's right. Yeah. And uh, we have come to the end of... A fantastic nine-week series that uh, that's entitled "Righteousness by Heart," and it's all based on the Sermon on the Mount with Jesus. And we could have stayed, like I said at the beginning, on this for a very long time, but like Pastor Michael said, we should stand it forever. But <laughs> uh, every time that we examine the words of Jesus, I learn a lot, and I think we can pull from Jesus' words so much. And so I kind of want to talk about the series as a whole, and it's great that we have two people that are heavily involved with Elevate um, to kind of talk about this from the beginning. So I, this is kind of like the post game. We just played nine weeks worth of, you know, season's <laughs> over. Now now I want like the interview here. Did so we I'm, make the playoffs? So, so I'm the media. I think so. I think we're 9-0. and oh. <laughs> We're 9-0. Oh. Well, thank you. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah. And uh, we made the playoffs. Here's the push now. We're getting into the new year. So I, I just kind of want to know, what was maybe a favorite part of the series for you? Was there a message that particularly spoke to you? Um, was there something that someone said? Was there a quote? Uh, just kind of curious where you guys lie with, obviously, my Pastor Maggie preached what? I think it was six out of the nine? Seven out of the seven nine? Seven out of the nine, yeah. Um, and Beatrice, of course, you were involved in pretty much every Sabbath, if I'm not mistaken, somehow, some way. So, question to you guys. Favorite part of the nine weeks? Okay. Well, I will go back to like the very first time that I heard that we were doing or like we were like tossed around the idea of doing it. And he was like, what do you guys like think about righteousness by heart? Pastor Michael was like Mm -hmm. at our meeting. And I was like, that's really that's like a really cool. I've like never heard of that before. Like righteousness by heart. And I mean, um, I think overall the whole series together just made me think about a lot of things um and not only ah can i pass can i pass it to somebody else <laughs> while i still think yeah for me uh we won't let you off the hook we're gonna come back to you okay okay um, like- my my two favorite i think messages from the series were the one that i most recently preached which is the retake that we're talking about now it mm-hmm. talks about the two trees First the two ways two the, ways the second uh, of two, two trees the third of two groups matthew chapter 7 verses 21 and 23 
Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. On Judgment Day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesy. Uh, this one was particularly challenging for me. Uh, Jesus just comes down to the end and he, he just, he lays it out and he lays it on hard and strong. And he says, you have two choices in this life, following me or not. And it's up to you to decide. Uh, and the other message that I really uh, enjoyed in a very uh, kind of seemingly masochistic way because it's like it's painful, uh, but the the one on treasure in heaven, mm. storing up treasure in heaven and deciding like what are what are your inputs going to be? How are you actively de deciding for today about mm -hmm. what what is important and what you value and what you give your treasure attention. is something that we place value in one man's trash is another man's treasure right value and what you give your attention to is ultimately what you become and i think that that message in this message spoke closest to my heart and 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 caused me to rethink and reset and then the just the series as a whole i i've been in the sermon on the mount since august so this is four going on four or five months uh and it's been revolutionary for me um and then so that's why in tongue-in-cheek i say that we need to be in it for the rest of our lives mm -hmm. um just it's been uh i was even reading it this morning for <laughs> like we're done with the series and i was reading it this morning because there's just such a such a wealth mm-hmm are you ready or should I go? You wait, you go, you go, you go. <laughs> Alrighty, so I I think my two favorite messages, uh, and ones that stood out to me, um, was the one on prayer. We are speaking to a God who knows what we need before even the words escape our mouths. God knows. God cares and he's anxiously awaiting. And, uh, and the one that Pastor Billy did on worry. Now. Instead, invest in things that start today. The kingdom of God is right now and last until eternity. Those were two things that the opposite of material one I thought I was doing enough of prayer. Turns out I maybe need to do some more. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then with the worrying, I, I, I just felt that it's something that we think of so negatively sometimes, but he kind of opened up our eyes to you can use this thing called worry to realize maybe what you haven't given God full control of in your life. And it started making me think, I was like, wait a minute, if I'm worrying about this so much where it's like killing me, have I not fully grabbed it and put it at Jesus's feet yet? Mm. And so that's why I think it was so special. And something else, I loved that every single bit of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount somehow, some way went back to what is in your heart. Mm -hmm. and what you like are going to do from today, tomorrow, and for the rest of your life. Yeah. Everything, somehow Jesus found a way to circle it all right back to the human heart and what comes out of our heart. So that was kind of my, it's mm. my favorite part. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So definitely the worry one, as I am very overthinker, I worry a lot. I think that one was one of my favorite ones. And I also loved our guest speaker who came down and I'm, I'm, I don't want to say his name and like slaughter it, but Billy. Yes, That's for Billy. Billy Hungate. 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 Okay, that was no. the Billy I got, but the last name I was like, yeah. okay, it's anyway. okay. I misspelled his name in the bulletin, so oh, oh. wow, <laughs> yeah, okay. didn't realize that till day of. Sorry, Billy. 
Okay, shout out Billy. Anyways, um, and then I just think that uh, the whole series just made me think more of like, for like, what determines whether you be like in heaven, if you'll go mm. to heaven or not, is if you'll, as in your heart, will really enjoy being there. Mm-hmm. If you like that's all it comes down to, God's not gonna put anyone in heaven who won't really like truthfully and like enjoy heaven in the presence of the those who'll be in heaven in the presence of Him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I like that. If you were to tell someone what they would experience by going back and listening to all nine weeks of the messages, what would you tell them? Like, what what are you going to get by listening to the nine weeks of this series? If for some reason today this is the first time they're ever listening to it. I would hope that you would experience a burning desire to know Jesus personally. And to know that for anything that you've tried before, anything that you might try in the future, that the one way to experience true peace, true assurance of something great in the life to come uh, is in Jesus. And that you are more than your desires. You're more than your actions. And Jesus is after the seat of your desire and your actions, and that's your heart. And he wants to transform that. And in the process, he'll transform your desires and actions. Um, I think that it is obviously a huge like series that we did. And it is a lot, but I don't think that they should be overwhelmed, if anything, because mm. what it really comes down to, it's not even for like me, what I've thought in my mind, it's not about like, Yes, your actions matter and like like these things that you decide to do every day. But I really think that God is really thinking about what your intent is behind what you do. Mm-hmm. And really, that's what it comes down to. Because if your heart is in the right place, then your actions and your words will be a reflection of that. And so while it is overwhelming, it's not really at the same time because mm-hmm. it's kind of simple. Mm-hmm. Did you like the way that Jesus ended the Sermon on the Mount? Um, I think so, because in the beginning, he's talking about, like, the people who know that they are broken mm-hmm. and who that they, that they need God and all that. And then he goes in and talks about how for those who do not realize that they are lost and that they need. And then in the end, he's like, it, uh, to me, in the end, it's the last message is just kind of about like, we are all broken and in need <laughs> of God. And just the first step is just realizing that, accepting that and acknowledging that so that God can come into our lives and and fill the gaps that mm-hmm. we can't fill. Mm-hmm. So I thought I liked how it ended. I thought one of la- the last message was one of my favorite. Um, what do you have to say about that, Michael? <laughs> Well, because you said it was tough. Yeah. So Jesus came down a little hard. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's yeah. ending his sermon. What do you think? I, I think he did it masterfully um, because he really puts the puts the keys back in our hands. Okay. Uh, and what I mean by that is, you know, all along it's easy to be like, you know, Jesus says, um, don't commit murder. Don't even, you know, think angry thoughts against someone. Like, okay, cool. Bet. Can do that. 
uh, you know, don't don't commit adultery. And by the way, don't look at a woman lustfully. Okay, great. Got it. Fantastic. Um, don't divorce. Like, oh yeah, sure. Like, no problem. That one's easier. Um, you know, an eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. But I tell you, you know, give someone your extra cloak, you know, turn the other cheek, all that. Like, great. Okay, mm-hmm. fantastic. I already got it warmed up, ready for them to go. Uh, you know, pray. Okay, cool. Fast. You know, don't worry. Like, got it. Like, don't judge others. Like, mm, I mean, like, yeah, no, I get it. And then Jesus comes down to the end and he's like, okay, but for real, like there is following me and there is not following me and you have to make a choice. And he says it four times mm-hmm. in four different ways uh, to, to the point that he just finishes with a simple story. And he says, if you listen to my words, then you're going to be like a dude who built his house on the rock. If you don't listen to my words, then you're going to be like a dude who built his house in the sand. Mm-hmm. And he just he just leaves it there. Uh, and I think that there's so much power in him saying, if you listen to what I say, and I mentioned this in the message that uh, the rabbis of the time would often quote other people. Mm-hmm. So it's, I would come on this podcast and say, well, last week, Rabbi Kelvin told us that, <laughs> da, 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 da. and then Rabbi Beatrice said, blah, da, 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 da. Uh, and I would always be quoting other people. Mm-hmm. But Jesus stands up and he doesn't quote anybody else, mm. doesn't say Rabbi so-and-so said to this. He says, if you do my words, not Rabbi so-and-so's words, if you do my words, then things will go well for you. And I think that that's just cataclysmic and just a like the holiest of mic drops that has ever come in scripture for Jesus to stand up and be like, yeah, listen to my words because it's going to do something for your life. You mentioned Jesus repeats himself four times in four different ways here mm-hmm. in this message. And I kind of want to jump into each one very quickly. He begins talking about two paths, mm-hmm. right? And this broad path and this narrow path, um, and I, I just, I, I kind of want to know because in verse 14 of Matthew 7, he says, the gateway to life is very narrow and the road is difficult and only a few ever find it. What is, mm. I guess you can figure out which one of these two you, you want to answer. What is the, <laughs> what is that narrow path that Jesus is talking about and why does it have to be difficult? I thought, I thought if I listened to his words and mm. followed Jesus, then I'd be, I'd be chilling. Why is why does Jesus all of a sudden say, if you go down this path and there's only going to be a few people there, does that mean that I can't go where other people go? I have to always be on my own. Why why is it difficult? Okay, can I just say that this verse always reminds me of? Does anybody know the Facing Giant? Is it called Facing Giants? Yeah, like that football movie. Yep. And they yeah, say it yep. when they're like practicing and stuff like that. Um. Okay. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Well, no, it's good. good reference. But I, whenever they say, whenever I hear the verse, I'm like, oh, facing giants, they're like practicing. So like the whole movie's about them like practicing to like beat the other football team that's really hard or whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I'm not really going to talk about sports because that is not my forte. But I think that um, in, mo- in life, most things that are really meaningful and worth it while are usually things that required effort mm. and hard work mm. and sometimes a sacrifice, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I feel like when you do something and you like, you're naturally good at it, like, yeah, like, oh, like that's, that was like fun. But like when you're bad at something and you succeed at it, I feel like that is so much kind of more worthwhile because of the effort and the sacrifice that it took to mm. achieve that. Mm-hmm. So it's not so much that everything that your life is just going to be a disaster and super difficult following Jesus maybe on this narrow path, but it 
may just require some sacrifices and some extra work. Yeah, yeah. I think it's some things need to take priority to really flourish mm. and to really grow. Yeah. I like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I think Jesus' invitation is not, um, this is difficult so that it's difficult. His invitation is, this is the way and know what it's going to cost you going in. Mm. And there aren't going to be a lot of people around you and there aren't going to be because my my way is not attractive um on the on the way that world the world works mm. it's not natural it's not something that you're going to just kind of happen upon and be like oh, okay cool like it's going to take work and it's going to take effort i like how you put that beatrice uh and I, I think in all of this there's a an incredible blessing that it's narrow and that it's difficult because then we'll know we're on the right path mm. Mm. It's as broad as the the way that leads to destruction. There are many who enter through it. So if I'm on the path where the majority of people are walking and it's broad and it's easy, it's like, whoa, like, hold up. Am I on the right track? Mm -hmm. Um, And kind of in the same thought process that Pastor Billy shared a couple of weeks ago about anxiety is kind of the check of like like the gift of worry is like, oh, I should be uh, taking this back to God, be thinking about, I think in the same way that this, narrow way and jesus says the one foot the one thing is me it's the narrow way is me i am the way the truth and the life that we don't have to worry about did i get the right thing did i find the right way it's like no i have i found jesus Mm -hmm. and if i found jesus i've found the way i like that i'm gonna i'm gonna quote pastor michael here oh boy i didn't get it wrong i listened to it a couple times to make make sure i got it um in the, in the message, <clears throat> Pastor Michael said, any, any other, other path, in, path life, in life, if not Jesus, will lead, lead to destruction. destruction. And mm-hmm. that may sound very depressing <laughs> and kind of sad, but I think it's a it's it's a line full of so much hope that that if we stick with Jesus and if we are with Jesus, we can have the eternal life. You know that that that, that the gospel talks about. Mm-hmm especially when you go down that path. And I love what, what both of you said of it, it just, it's, it's not difficult to just be difficult to just be miserable, mm. but it may take some sacrifices and some extra effort to kind of walk down this, this narrow path mm-hmm. um, with Jesus. It's not just a piece of cake. Everybody's going all at the same time, you know, um, it's going to take a little bit extra. And I like that. So Jesus then goes on to talk about two trees um and this is Matthew 7:15 if anyone wants to jump in there while you're listening and he begins to talk about these two trees and you know he says a good tree produces good fruit and a bad tree produces bad fruit a good tree obviously can't produce bad fruit and a bad tree can't produce anything good um so every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire mm-hmm. so does the does the fruit that the tree produces First of all, let me ask this: What is what are the trees that he's talking about? Is that me and you, in our relationship with him? Are we supposed to be these trees? Uh, the immediate context is um, looking at being aware of false prophets. So, in the same way that he says there's a particular way that you're supposed to walk in terms of the the two gates, he says there will be people that walk beside you and prophets. Uh, you know, we. Uh, if we use prophet, sometimes we get that in our mind as like, oh, like a fortune teller or like <laughs> yeah. a, a person who's always talking about the future. Uh, the prophets in the Jewish culture acted as 
the, the, the teachers, as the people that you would check in with to say, am I living life well? Am I walking well in this way? So you can substitute profit there for teacher, mentor, spiritual advisor, counselor, social media influencer, whatever, whatever, whatever. So he says there will be false prophets, false people, false influencers um, that come out, come about. Be careful. Uh, and then he uses an analogy to say that uh, those false prophets, you could look at them as trees. And if they're bearing good fruit, then they must be a good tree. But if they're bearing bad fruit, then they must be a bad tree. Uh, and so then you can take that and apply like the 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 theme of of bearing fruit is also applied to us. That's why I quoted John 15 in there uh, a little bit later. Uh, immediate context, Jesus saying that's how you recognize false prophets. But then ultimately for us, what fruit is being born out in our lives? Mm-hmm. And the trees that bear bad fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire, kind of alluding to that judgment day idea that, that comes in the the next group. So that was that was a long answer to no 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 it's good because I think it set up <laughs> I think it set this question up does the fruit make the tree bad or does the tree automatically good or bad on its own? Ooh, this is like chicken and the egg question. <laughs> Which came first? What do you think, Z? Okay. I don't know how I see this is like, okay, (laughs) like I don't, okay. The effort that I put into some things, right. Um, the energy, sometimes it doesn't always turn out bad. Right. Mm -hmm. Some, um, sometimes it usually turns out good. Right. Sometimes I don't put effort into things. Okay. Like for example, like taking a test. (laughs) So like I'll study a lot for a test. And if I study a lot, generally I'll do, better than I would have if I hadn't studied. Sometimes I don't study that much um, and I still do okay. Now, do I say that that was because of me and like, I'm just, I think it's more of like God's grace and like him Mm -hmm. having my back and like making sure that I paid attention to class so I remembered some things for the test, you know what I mean? So I don't know, but I feel like it's like cause and effect. Okay. So like, you like if I just didn't go to class and I didn't study at all, it would be very odd if I just scored a straight a hundred, <laughs> unless I'm like a genius. You know what I mean? I can't just like appear out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There has to be something that prompted whatever results I got mm-hmm. in the end. I get what you're saying. Yeah. For better or for worse. Yeah, trees are the product of their environment. Mm-hmm. So it's good soil, good hydration, good air, sunshine, all of that to make a tree flourish. Mm-hmm. Um, and to kind of piggyback off of what you're saying, Beatrice, and to answer your question, Kelvin, I don't think that bad fruit makes a bad tree, but a bad tree will certainly make bad fruit. Mm. And so you got to be careful. You know, some years there's, there's bad years, Mm -hmm. right? The ground hasn't, there hasn't been a lot of water. There's been a drought or something, right? Uh, but you go look and if it's consistently producing bad fruit and it's just bad fruit, bad fruit, like that's a bad tree and it's a product of it's an environment and that tree needs to be cut down, thrown in the fire because it's not good for anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so applying that to our own lives, how are, how are we quote unquote planting ourselves or what are, what environment are we surrounding ourselves with? Are we getting good nutrients? Are we getting good hydration? Mm-hmm. Are we getting fresh air and, and, and sunlight? All in, you know, as literal way as you want to take it mm-hmm. <laughs> or as in a spiritual mm-hmm. way as you want to take it. Uh, and ultimately that atmosphere and that environment will help us to produce the best fruit that we can. 
Hey everyone, it's Kelvin here. Glad that you listened to this episode and it made it to the very end. Because this is the end of a sermon series that we titled Righteousness by Heart. Hopefully you got a better understanding of this week's message as I talked with Pastor Michael and Beatrice and we expanded on how firm kind of Jesus was at the end of his sermon on the mount. But Jesus was very clear. And that decision is for me and you today as well. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And he extends that invitation out to me and you every single day. God is looking to transform your heart. If that is a desire that you want in your life, I would encourage you to go back and listen to the nine messages that were part of this series, Righteousness by Heart. I guarantee you will be blessed. And if you are blessed, and you feel like God has done that transformation in your heart, and you have realized that he is the way, the vine, what we should be built on, that constant and consistent bedrock, then I'd encourage you to share it with a family member or a friend. You could be a blessing to someone else with this entire series. I'll see you next year, and remember, there's always room for one more.